What's up? <laughs> Welcome back to Bankrupt Overland. We got some fun people hanging out today. We got our usual suspects, Steven and Jeff. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Hey, what's happening? We've got Miss Holly coming back for round two with the boys. What's up, Holly? <laughs> so we uh, we invited uh, Miss Holly back to uh, chat with us as we talked about during Women's History Month. She's had a a couple big trips coming up, uh, or had a couple big trips, or a big trip, and then has another big trip coming up, and has had some some different stuff she's been working on uh, around the rig, and so we. Thought we'd get her back on here to hang out, chat, and uh, I'm excited to chat through it. I think there's some really cool stuff going on. Y'all have been, all of y'all have been overlanding so much more than me, um, which I'm just living through y'all right now. So keep on with the stories. <laughs> Vicariously through us, right? Are you really an overlander? Come on, LJ. I don't Only think so. Starbucks. I mean, I haven't, I, the last trip I did was to the Ozarks during the ice storm and that, I don't even call that like wow. an overlanding trip because I just drove out there to get some doors and drove back. But yeah, it's it's been rough. I, I miss it. Your tires hit dirt. They did. Well, no, okay, not actually so. because it was covered in snow. I did get on a trail. I did a <laughs> well, water crossing too. I did a water that crossing. Counts. Oh, okay, that's, that's that's close enough. Did you post yeah. a picture on Instagram? Fact. Done. You're an overlander. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, we've been kicking off the the last, I don't know, handful of episodes talking about what we've done the last weekend. Well, for some of y'all, you, if you keep up with us weekly, you know that we're, we're a couple weeks out right now. Um, and so I feel like there's there's been a lot of things going on. And so, um, Holly, we'll, we'll jump into you last. We can kind of roll into some of your trips. Uh, Steve, Jeff, which one of y'all want to kick us off here? Uh, mine's not nearly as cool as Jeff's, so I'll uh, I'll <laughs> I'll take first stab at it. Um, I don't know what I did. <laughs> He's like, yeah, didn't you do something me. with your uh, your red arc? Didn't you do some testing uh, with that? Not really. Anyways, I won't spoil it. You start. You start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'll give you some time to think about something. Um, so on the top of my uh, rooftop tent, we we're talking. Gosh, probably a couple episodes ago now. Um, just the different styles of rooftop tent we have, and. Uh, Mine have a, uh, a channel that you can run a bolt through and, and kind of outfit it with a rack. Um, so I can put 400 pounds on the top of the tent Dang. before it becomes an issue. Yeah. Or 150 pounds for the struts to work. So um, what I've done is I've created kind of a DIY roof rack. Um, I got what's basically um, galvanized steel channels that uh, it's called Unistrut or Superstrut. Lowe's or Home Depot, they have different names, but it's basically the same thing. Um, and it's just 12 feet of galvanized steel. I cut it down to length and um, found all the stainless steel hardware, nuts, bolts, you know, flat washers, everything, uh, and outfitted it with a solar panel, 100 watt solar panel, um, and then a mounting point for my traction boards. Uh, so that kind of gets it out of the way. And now I have solar um, 100% of the time. I'll put an asterisk next to that because I still have actually have to plug in my solar to my DC-DC <laughs> charger. Um, so it's not passive. It's <laughs> it's not a passive system, uh, but I'll eventually get there. You know, I'll put a hole through my roof and, and weather seal that and, and get it so it's 100% solar um, 100% of the time. So, uh, so the wire, yeah, that is... The solar panel goes where? Uh, currently, it's just um, kind of 
um, zip tied to the rack itself. Okay. Uh, so I have an Anderson plug. Uh, so I made a harness, which is Anderson plugs on both sides. Um, I ran a uh, another Anderson plug for my charger for the solar input into the charger, which then is into the battery. And the harness obviously goes in between the solar panel and the charger. So um, it's about eight feet of cable, uh, which allows just more than enough for me to get the, the tent raised and still plug it in. So um, you know, it's still something I have to do, but the, my, my thought process behind it was if I'm driving, I'll let the charger pull from the starter battery. Uh, it can get about 31 amps there. Um, but when I'm stationary, I can get about six amps on ideal um, sunlight um, just sitting at camp, which is more than enough to run my refrigerator and put a little bit more into my battery. So um, I think personally, it's a win-win all around. So <laughs> I'm very excited about it. It was something that I wanted to get done before my big trip. Um, and plus, I think it's just cool to have nearly free energy, um, which is just so cool. I know Jeff said this a couple of times. Super it's awesome. Cool. Once you, yeah. Once you start just seeing how many amps you start dumping into your battery, um, just literally sitting around doing nothing. It's cool to see. <laughs> as far as the people out there counting overland points like me, uh, when you open your tent, <laughs> And you have like the traction board <laughs> and the solar panel. It looks really dope. I'm not gonna. It lie. looks like, cool, right? It yeah, looks really, I mean, really cool. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of it. I mean, it I had to get the awesome. orange traction boards to, to make it pop. So, <laughs> uh, but, well, I, I, I think I we, were, we were texting. It's like you, you throw an axe on there and a shovel, and I mean that thing. Yep. That thing's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna be like a mustache <laughs> on your tit. Like no one can. Miss <laughs> The only thing I'm missing is that 270 degree awning, right? Oh, my <laughs> then gosh. I'll be official. Oh, Do yeah. your drone picture with that. I mean, you're talking yeah. thousand oh, likes, man. dog. I mean, it's, it's over. Yeah, I mean, watch out, X Overland. I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> it really does look look really awesome and really clean. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, well done. Tell I can tell you, you spent some time planning that out, planning that one out. Yeah. And the best part was it's not even expensive. Like I think the whole, including all the stainless steel hardware, um, I'm in it for fifty dollars. And and so really like good. that that twelve foot yeah the twelve foot super strut is twenty two dollars, uh, not including tax. So um, super affordable, super functional, and just dead simple. So I love it. Nice, nice, Jeff. So did, did that give you enough time to think about what you did the last couple of weeks? <laughs> it, it really didn't because I was looking at my phone. I was trying to look through like the pictures that I take. <laughs> He's going back to like, what did I do? I, I get that. I, I really that. don't have. I don't really don't have much. Uh, I was just talking to my wife right before we hopped on, and I was like, we haven't. I haven't done like a lot of work on the trailer like after we went camping. So um, I did <clears throat> this weekend when the kids were out in the yard running around. I did. Um, put the solar panel up on top of the trailer again and kind of just play around with like the angles of, you know, how I'm going to mount the panel up there. And I have come to the conclusion that I kind of need to have a angled um, mount for it. And that's to get it at the optimum rate if I want to get, you know, a ton of power into it. I'm, I'm probably not putting a ton of electrical stuff in there, but... Um, to pull the maximum amount of power out of the panel, um, you do have to put it on an angle. And I did realize that um, when my panel was laying flat on the roof, I was pulling about 40, 40 to 50 watts. And then when I angle the panel, 
I was pulling 60 to 70 watts. So it was That's a huge, huge difference. And I, I remember Steve was a spoiler because I sent him a video. I was like, dude, check this out. <laughs> and yeah. realize how much, it, how much more it pulls when it's on a, when it's on a direct 90 degree angle to the sun. So mm-hmm. um, when I, when I do it, I'm thinking I'm going to mount some brackets on an angle so I can get some optimum sun. If I ever put like a fridge or something in the trailer or run more than just lights and uh, charge my phones in there. Yeah. That's what you're but, trying uh, yeah, to do. Yeah, that was it. Fridge. It's missing a fridge. <laughs> I know. I kind of, I kind of want a second so. fridge, you know, you know, I got to put the popsicles somewhere and you know, it's gonna, <laughs> maybe it's just going to live in the <laughs> trailer. Screaming. <laughs> hey, I bet there will be some some short-term overlanders that will be selling some gear here uh, about middle of the summer from uh, once they get their life back to normal. Yeah. Oh. Keep your, keep your eye on Marketplace. Off, put the car on. Yeah, put yeah. the tri- put the take the mask off, put the fridge on Marketplace. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I mean, you know, once you can start getting to sporting events and all that stuff again, you know, I, I, yep. I think you'll you'll lose a kind of a big big portion, well, not a big portion, but a certain portion of this community that grew the last couple of years. Maybe. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So that's my some, uneventful, some rigs go for sale. My uneventful week. Uh, you did do so. Yeah. You did that testing and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I haven't lot, done anything man. productive myself uh, in, in regards to <laughs> overlanding or vehicle building. I have built out my office downstairs in my garage a little bit better and got like a whiteboard and, some new tools, toys. Y'all see, I've got a, a little boom here for my microphone so I can sit back and be on it. New camera. I kind of just set it up a little bit better. Yeah, it looks awesome. Uh, but that's that's about all I've done. It's been lame that's sauce it. as far as content for this podcast. Sorry, people. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, well, good thing for guests. Holly, you've been doing all yeah. kinds of overlanding. <laughs> I make up for your lack of... <laughs> Awesome. Roasted. Awesome. Well, hey, tell us what you've been up to. I don't even know where to start. So <laughs> I guess like the, the chain of events started with the, replacing my bumper. Um, right. We talked about that uh, when, we, when we talked to you back in March. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I've had an issue with my previous bumper. And I think now it's because of the tongue weight on my trailer, but that's a whole different mm. thing. <laughs> ah. so, um, anyway, so my bumper was bending in a very odd place where like, mm. the way that it mounted to the frame was just not a great design. So it left a little room for flex. And oh, my trailer down... Um, some four by four trails just put too much stress on it and was making it bend. And so Mm. it got to where I, when I was on the highway, I could feel the trailer pushing into the Jeep whenever I would break (laughs) and it got a little, so um, I ended up searching for a new bumper and uh, went with icon um, impact armor Mm off-road and um, they sent me a new one and the design is just so much better. There's no, there's no room for flex at all. Like it's, it's butted up straight to the, to the frame. So Mm. I think it's going to do a lot better. So my dad came out a few weeks ago and helped me put that on and he almost broke his wrist doing it. Oh Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know. I was like, no more projects, dad. You're done. Um, Wow. Yeah. So he, I guess he just sprained it. What happened was the impact wrench caught um, when uh, he was drilling, he was drilling mm-hmm. one of the holes 
and um oh the drill and just spun oh. it yeah, yeah spun mm-hmm. it out on his wrist so that was very fun but um we got it put on and um so then that left me figuring out that i needed a longer um hitch mount Mm-hmm. So, like a day before you left, right? Yeah. So I had um, a <laughs> plan and I was going to meet uh, Jill and Liz a couple days before mm-hmm. and um, realized, oh, crap, this bumper sits totally different than the previous one. And, yeah. and um, so sure enough, when I went to go try to um, hitch it, I realized it sits like further into the Jeep and then also higher up. So I needed to get a different mount and I needed it like yesterday <laughs> and um, so i was freaking out all day long i was like looking at u-haul locations and yeah. um, just searching online for what i needed i needed like something that was at least 10 to 12 inches long so like a couple mm-hmm. of longer than what i had because what it was was when you went to go mount um the ball hitch with the receiver it would sit right underneath my spare and my rotopax is mounted to my spare so uh, i can't crank it all yeah and um, ended up finding one at this random obscure um, trailer place downtown. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't even know it existed before then, but luckily we found that, and um, so that was resolved fairly easily. Cool. And then the other issue, which was kind of my fault, I on my trailer had a defunct AC unit, um, like mm. a window unit that was on houses. So they have that as an option to put on the tax of tiger moths. Oh, interesting. Okay. And yeah, so I had that, um, I had that installed for, well, since I had it, but it uh-huh. ended up breaking just a few months after I got it. And uh-huh. because it's an AC unit, like it's not. Yeah. It makes sense. It's a home unit. Not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not made I think for I, I do a little bit more than what yeah. it's intended for. Um, <laughs> So anyway, I kind of sat with that AC unit for the last year and a half or so and mm-hmm. wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with it, whether I wanted to replace it or um, put in a window instead. So ultimately, mm-hmm. I decided to put in a window. And so the day before ladies night camp out, I got this window in finally. And I was like, yes. So I tore into the box and <laughs> out of the trailer and with this ginormous hole in the trailer, I go to mount the window and realize that there's no mounting hardware included in the box. Oh, <laughs> so no. I, I had a moment and I, <laughs> I messaged uh, my contact at tax and I was like, was I supposed to get hardware? Cause I'm not seeing it. And then yeah. she's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. We'll get you. I, they were going to do what they could to get me something over the weekend. But I'm like, sure. I'm leaving tomorrow. And um, so finally I figured out that the other two windows in the trailer also use the same hardware Mm -hmm. and they um, each take eight pieces across Mm -hmm. like two on each side. So what I did was just borrow from two of my windows and get enough of that hardware to put in the new window. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. (laughs) Rob Peter to pay Paul. There yeah, you go. <laughs> <laughs> held me over for the weekend, so I got yeah. that done at like midnight the night before I was supposed. Oh to- my god! <laughs> oh yeah, it was crazy. It was stressful, oh. but I got it done. <laughs> and all this time, like I'm putting in a 40 hour work work week trying to get ready yeah. to go. Oh my god! <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> Sheesh. But, um, That's smart though to pull from other windows. 
That's yeah, yeah, it worked out. I actually got yeah, the hardware awesome. in um, early this week and need to go and put those back in. So. Yeah. <laughs> project. The window didn't fall out though on your trip though, so you're. It didn't. And, you know, it was funny. I was debating, is it going to hold up against weather? Is it Mm going to be sealed enough if I just have one uh, mounting point on each side? And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, there's not going to be any weather. Like, it's not, like, going to rain or anything. And then we ended up going to the beach. (laughs) And I'm splashing (laughs) through the surf and, like, not even thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, no, I forgot about (laughs) it. But it turned out it was totally fine. Nothing. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so that was two major things. What's the latest? Um, Something about hitting a big rock and a cross member or something? Oh, cross member. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot. <laughs> um, so this weekend, this past weekend, I was planning to go on a trip, um, just a camping trip, to try out my new pack raft. Yeah. And we had a big storm system come through that wrecked my plans mm-hmm. and so ended up not going camping and had a full weekend with nothing to do. So randomly I just decided to hit up our local adventure park, um, hidden falls and it's just a bunch of off-road trails and fun time. Yeah. And, uh, nice. so while I was out there, I was coming down, it was a muddy mess. Like it's, it was so wet. <laughs> and I was coming down one of these trails and there's a video of it on my stories where you just hear like I hit something oh, hard no. and oh, I think I just broke something <laughs> and um, so I get out and I don't really see anything messed up except for my cross member um, under underneath the transmission mm-hmm. and I had crunched it before it wasn't like a new thing it had been oh, okay. So okay. yes so I've hit it before and I really don't recall like when I did it or how I did it yeah. But this time I knew that's what I hit. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so I was like, ah, whatever. It's going to get replaced in a few weeks anyway, because I'm going to be going yeah. to Center Force to have them put in a, a clutch flywheel kit. That's right, because you drive a manual. Yes, yeah. Cool, okay, yeah. And uh, so wasn't too worried about it. But then when I started driving again, I realized that my shifter was hitting up against the console. Like it mm-hmm. would just knock into it every time I shifted first and third. And um, I was like, well, crap. <laughs> um, That's not right. <laughs> I had had that issue before, which now I'm kind of putting two and two together that the first time I crunched the cross member is probably when that uh, happened. And uh, the only uh, thing that I can think that I did at that time was move the console around a little bit because it, it's got a little bit of give to it. Sure. And um, so I think that's all I did to fix the problem, which yeah. wasn't really fixed. And um, so this time around, I realized, well, it's the cross member that's causing the transmission to shift forward and making the shifter hit the console. So now I'm another time crunch with another trip going up to Center Force in Arizona. I've got to get this new cross member um, shift over and I'm going to figure out how to install that (laughs) like in the next week and a half or so. So so you smacked your cross member hard enough to shift your... It, the entire transmission mount is crunched. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Were you like sending a, it or like? <laughs> That's a cross member. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah. So I had a friend look at it. He works at Toyota, so I kind of somewhat yeah. trust him. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> like that. I think you just push the whole thing forward. But once you replace that cross member, it's going to take the stress off of it and it'll just kind of settle sure. down. So yeah. I'm crossing my fingers that he's right, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <That was> wild. <laughs> so, so you've had that. Is it is it drivable right now? Just the the, the shifter kind of just hits a console or is it pop out of gear and stuff? So when I was messing with it uh, Saturday night, I was trying to relocate the console a little bit and I made it worse to where I couldn't lift. <laughs> so, so like, it's I'm two, four, and six for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting it back the way it was. So it's still knocking, but it can, it'll yeah. still get into gear. So I'm just okay. going to not mess with it until I get the cross number in. Wow. Yep. That's oh, wild. So I had to go. I went to Harbor Freight yesterday because I needed to get a jack to to jack up the transmission while mm-hmm. I take the cross member out. And um had a field day. Like I, I've been into a Harbor <laughs> Freight before, but not when sure. I was like interested in automotive and off-road. But yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so like I walked in there, like, oh my God, this is amazing. I could just crazy in here. So I bought all shopping spree. Yep. <laughs> it gets dangerous in there, especially if you're I on like still the do. members track or whatever. Oh, yeah. I well, still so do I that every time I go in there. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> we all get giddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's just it's like a candy store. Oh, for sure. So what did you pick up there? Um. Well, so I got the jack. Um. They didn't have jack stands. They were sold out. So I ended up ordering That's some. probably a good it. thing. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. had no yeah. jack stands recalled. <laughs> Honestly, I was wondering about the call. but um, I, I had their jack stands. I wouldn't trust it. <laughs> yeah, so I went. I went onto my stories and I said, "Does anybody have any floor Jill recommendations?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I love it. So everybody, almost everybody that went on there said, "You just need to go to Harbor Freight and get one of theirs." And um, <laughs> like, I had probably twelve people say the same thing. So I'll take that as as a good recommendation yeah. that that's what yeah. I should go do. So um, I trust that, but the jack stands I wasn't so sure about. So I'm glad that I just went, yeah. I found some pretty good ones I think on Amazon. Good, cool, cool, nice. So um, you'd kind of uh huh. I was laughed at because I put my like regular like a regular hammer in my Jeep, <laughs> kind that you can like prop up. I don't know what that's called. That's fine. That's fine. Tell them to. You don't need that kind of hammer. You need a dead blow hammer. I just, I didn't even know that that existed. I thought that was like a a mallet, but there's differences that I'm learning. Yeah. Um, I got a pry bar just in case I can't get the cross member out. I can muscle it. Nice. Nice. Um, I got ratchet straps because I always need ratchet straps. I, um, just on this last trip, I actually busted a ratchet strap that was holding my, Rome rugged case down and oh, I wow. guess the, the wear where I had mm-hmm. it uh, attached, it just wore into so ratchet. The strap. Harbor Freight ones are a one time use. It's kind of yeah, just like well, you use them once and then <laughs> I had one set that was from Harbor Freight and then I had a I can't remember where I got the other set from, but it was probably from Harbor Freight. If they're orange, <laughs> if they're bright orange, they're from Harbor yeah. Freight and you should never go behind a vehicle that has something oh on the roof with orange ones oh <laughs> hazard no they're not that bad um i got some other stuff but honestly i can't remember what i got it was all a blur <laughs> <laughs> you blacked out in the harbor freight 
And it's one of those places you go for like one or two things and you always end up walking out with like an armful of stuff. You're like, oh, I could use this. Sure. Yeah. I fully intended to just get a jack and I came out. With <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Man. So uh, I kind of want to ask you a little bit more about your um, ladies night camp out. Uh, you'd kind of mentioned yeah. it as, as a little uh, you and Jillian and, and is it Kate or Right, Kate. Uh, Liz, Liz. Liz. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe her Instagram her name is Kate. Her, her Anyways, handle it, is Liz Kate. That okay. That's where I'm getting. Okay, so Liz. <laughs> um, so I kind of want to ask you about like, were you the main resource because both of them live in California, I believe, right? Yes. So and they did their their last ladies night camp out in Texas. I imagine you can't really scout when you're in California unless if you're just independently wealthy to right. <laughs> do that. So Jill, Jill puts on these ladies night camp out. She had her first one a couple years ago mm-hmm. and then COVID happened. So she couldn't do any last year, but this yep. year she went all out and scheduled like at least one a month. And wow. I selfishly wanted her to come do one in Texas <laughs> one so that I could see her. And then two, so sure. that I could <laughs> see what kind of females come out of the woodwork in Texas yeah. to see who I could hang out with. <laughs> sure. <laughs> she agreed to come out and um, she was like, I have no idea like where to go out there. You're going to have to scout for me. I'm like, okay. So that was kind of a challenge because out here, everything is obviously private land mm-hmm. and um, there's very few park lands and the park lands that we can go to have very strict um, guidelines on group camping. So we were kind sure. of limited with uh, the size of our group. So I ended up finding a private campground um, that has big open space and you can just pretty much camp wherever you want. Nice. And um, that, that ended up being where we went. So um, yeah, it was a fun weekend. I yeah. ended up getting off a couple days early uh-huh. and met Jill and also Liz and her husband, Brett, um, with our Overland Life. Oh, and yeah. Okay. We all kind of convened in the Hill Country. Yeah. And um, that first night we did a Harvest Host campsite at a, um, okay. like a winery craft beer. Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can you do a harvest host without a camper? Like, like ground tent. Yeah. Like, cause I, like, I looked at, I was looking at that just to find spots. Obviously you did, right? Well, I had my camper. Okay. You had your camper. Um, I don't know if you can like ground camp or what possibly. But mainly it's meant for people driving through, needing a place to stay, hang out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, cool. So that's what we did the first night. And then mm-hmm. that next day, I was – basically, there's three things you can do in Texas that's overland. Quotes, overland. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Car camping, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, so you can go to Big Bend, and then yeah. you can go to the coast to, to the um, Padre Island National Seashore. Mm-hmm. And then you can do the Hill Country Loop, which is like a collection of dirt roads, co- county roads, um, yeah, okay, roads, just a whole loop across the Hill Country. It's very scenic, very pretty. Sure. Water crossings. So I said, if you if you want to get a taste of Texas, we probably need to go do this. Yeah. And I had only done a section of it before. I had never done the whole thing. And so that yeah. was a first for me too, is to complete the whole, I think we did the whole loop. I'm not even sure. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that's what we did Friday. Mm-hmm. And then 
Saturday, before all the girls were um, scheduled to show up, we went out to Enchanted Rock, which is this massive pink granite um, rock in the middle of the country. Yeah. It's it's huge. It's like the biggest thing you've ever seen. Not really close. Yeah. If it's in Texas, (laughs) it's the biggest thing, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's one of the things that you have to do if you're in Texas, especially in that area. You've got to go out with Enchanted Rock. So Jillian's not really a... um, I don't think she considers herself a hiker, but we made her go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a really short hike. The thing is, mm-hmm. it's just straight up. Oh, and, so, elevation um, is your, so that was okay. fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I don't even know what the elevation gain is, but oh. it is, it is pretty hefty up there. Yeah. And, uh, Cause so Texas is pretty flat, we right? To... Texas is like yes, super flat, mostly. right? Mostly flat. And then you have a giant rock in there, so it's like, of course I want to go up to the top of that. (laughs) Yeah. So Texas varies, right? There's places that are flat, and then you've got mountains, and then you've got um, the hill country, which is where we were. So there are some, like, hills. Gotcha. That that rock definitely sticks out. Um, So once we were done with that, we went into town and ate at Cooper's, which is, like, one of the – must-dos in texas that's like one of the nice. best <laughs> and um that's where all the girls showed up too and we kind of had our our meal there for lunch and got to yeah. know everybody and um from there we drove into camp mm-hmm. and spent the night um we do like a happy hour and um have a campfire stories and that kind of thing and so it sure. was we had i want to say 14 Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a good size group. And yeah. I was so impressed with all of the rigs that came in. Like, I had no idea what to expect because we weren't sure. requiring four wheel drive, which was different. Um, oh, okay. most, most of the ladies' nights, campouts, you have to have four wheel drive to be able to trail in. And sure. this one was unique in that we weren't doing a trail at all because it's the hill country and there's no trail. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I really wasn't sure what to expect in the way of vehicles, but all of these girls had awesome setups. Um, yeah. There was a turtle back. There was, oh, that's cool. camper, there was, oh, there was lots of brand new people that had never really camped before. And they brought some ground tents and oh, their cooking setup was heads above everybody else. <laughs> like, <they're, laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, you're definitely overland material. If you can cook. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, nice. it was awesome. Um, and then what did we do after ladies night camp out? We, so after everybody went their separate ways, um, Jill and Liz and Brett and I peeled mm-hmm. off and went down to the coast for a night. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that drive <laughs> was about, I want to say five and a half hours. Okay. And uh, we just headed straight to the coast. And then, um, so Pins, Padre Island National Seashore is mm-hmm. about 60 miles in length. And like I said before, okay. that's like one of the overland things you have to do in Texas. Is yeah, nice. And so we were all a little nervous about it. I had been out there, but the only um, farthest I had ever gone was 40 miles. And I had okay. tried to camp out there once and had a bad experience with my dog puking all over my bed. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. drinking, the, drinking the salt water? Yeah, he just got car oh. sick, I guess, and drank too much oh. water. 
that's rough. So I was about two, two or three hours from home, and I was like, I'm just going home. This yeah <laughs> oh, can't blame you i don't want to yeah. sleep in dog puke that sounds oh, terrible oh, no. <laughs> and uh so anyway that was an, another first for me was getting to do the entire length and and oh, all cool there. and um we were all a little sketched out just by the unknown of it and um sure. it was funny all the girls at ladies night camp out were like you probably don't want to go like it's not that exciting there's a bunch of uh, trash on the on the shore, and which there is. There's a lot of wash up from sure. just yeah. ocean trash. Mm-hmm. And so from um, the Gulf, right there, right? Yeah, yeah, that's Gulf. the Gulf. Okay. So we were just like, we really want to go and do this, but we ended up going, and it was amazing. It was so much fun. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So that so- was Monday, and then by then I had to split off and go back home, get back to work. So they sure. they kept going. Yeah, did their thing, and I think Jill just now got home a day or two ago. That's crazy. Yeah, she had like traveled all through like New Mexico. I've been kind of following her stories. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) um, one thing that I've heard of, one thing I've heard about pins is is the amount of wind, Um, and that's kind of what I really want to go to pins just for the the experience of beach camping, right? But I've heard sometimes the wind, just that, that coastal wind, is just absolutely brutal. So did yeah. you guys experience yeah, any of that wind or was it pretty quiet? It wasn't that bad. I mean, it was windy, oh, not um, but it wasn't unbearable. It wasn't something that okay. was like, I'm so, I'm not yeah. okay. glad. Cool. That, well, that's encouraging. The one thing that we were concerned about was the tide. Um, mm, okay. So we weren't really sure what the high tide was going to look like. And we mm-hmm. were screenshotting all the tide reports, <laughs> trying to figure out when it was going to come in. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's yeah. the beach will just disappear and you'll be pushed up into the dunes and you're stuck there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we, from our very little research, we figured out that the high tide was going to be somewhere between like 30 and maybe four. Okay. And so we had this plan that we would just wake up like every hour <laughs> to oh, check yeah, the tide. Yeah, because that's always going to work. <laughs> yeah. Someone's on cool. night watch. <laughs> I think we went to bed like around 1130 or so and had our alarm set for 230. And we all woke up that first time. And okay. we all got out and we all checked the water and it was way back. Like, all right, we're good. We're going back to <laughs> And um, I think we had the, our next alarm set for 3.30 or 3. And I think we all woke up, but we yeah. all woke up at different times. Like somebody hit a <laughs> Somebody came out right away. So we never yeah. saw each other, but we all looked to make sure. That yeah. <laughs> so then, um, it was like, it was fine. It never came up anywhere near us. So mm. a good wow. So you said that pins is sixty miles one way. So total trip from one the very time. start to start to end is one hundred twenty miles. So if you're mm-hmm. um, gonna plan, you got to plan for gas. I imagine there's not a shell yeah, somewhere on. <laughs> there's no gas on okay. on property, but um, there's one like very close. But you have to okay. make sure you get a full tank. So I have yeah. a twenty two gallon tank. Plus my mm-hmm. Rotopacks four gallons, and I think when I left the beach, I still had between a quarter and a half gallon. I mean, okay, oh, okay. half tank. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think I, it was, a, and I was pulling the trailer. Like my yeah. my gas mileage at the time was like in the single digits. I was pulling <laughs> it in the sand. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> 
Mine's about seven miles per gallon when I'm towing the trailer that I made. So oh. yeah, fully loaded. <laughs> yeah, it's about seven, seven or eight when I when I went to North Carolina. So I'll usually get around eleven, eleven and a half. Oh, that's once, that's amazing. Once I'm, uh, yeah, that's amazing. Actually, it's yeah. yeah, I don't. So, I'm not pulling a trailer, and I get ten. So your eleven and a half is pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. So what's the camping like there? Is you just kind of drive out onto the beach and you can camp wherever, or wherever what's it? You, want. Uh, you can't get into the dunes. You got to stay uh-huh. off those because it's a it's a habitat. There's sea turtles, yep. and nests, and everything. Um, but anywhere. There, so it's considered a, a highway. There, highway regulations and laws apply. Oh, that's cool. Um, there's a speed limit. I think it's 15 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Dogs have to be on a leash, that kind of thing. But hmm. um, you can pretty much just camp anywhere between the entrance and mile 60. My Once you get to mile 60, it opens up wide and there's plenty of room. But um so do people typically just go a little bit down and then camp and stuff? And then since yeah, you guys went all the way down? First mile or two are, are typically for like the day, just regular day. Fisherman, day. yeah, the day. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's so crowded. But yeah. um, once you get past that, it starts to thin out and thins out the more and more, the farther down mm. you get. And um, so I like just finding a spot somewhere in the middle. I don't like sure. necessarily want to drive all the way down. <laughs> yeah. And I go. Because yeah, that's a... That's a two, three, a four hour, four hour trip down there, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, it takes at least hour, a few yeah. hours to get down to the end. So we stopped just past mile marker forty, like around forty five or so, mm-hmm. and camped for that night. And then when we got up the next morning, we did the rest of it and then came back. Oh, okay. okay, cool. Gotcha. That's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we in California we only had one spot where you could camp on the beach, and it was a place called Pismo. Yeah, yeah, they were telling me it's just they don't really get that experience out there. So that was one yeah, thing they're, they had to do. They're trying to shut it down too because of California and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, I've been there a couple times at Pismo and it's awesome. And you go around on the beach and you camp, and then there's sand dunes, kind of like, you know, obviously sand dunes that you can ride your, you know, buggies or four wheelers or dirt bikes in, which is really fun. That's cool. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a hidden gem here, but like it gets crazy. Yeah. Gets wild. That was That's one something. thing we were a little sad about. Um, Brett and Liz have a, a UTV, a razor, yeah. carting around, and <laughs> we were really hoping we could take it off um, on the beach and, and play with it, but they're not allowed on on pin. So had to oh, stay. That's unfortunate. Had to stay on the trailer, even if it's like a street legal. Yeah, yeah, no UTVs. Oh, interesting. Um, it's got to be full four by four. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing like that, at least here on the, the southeast. There's there's what and I know you've been there, LJ, um, Outer Banks where you can go and camp on the beach, but um Florida is pretty locked down. You can't really you can't really camp on the beach, unfortunately. There was one place, but it got shut down by locals. Um, because I guess people weren't taking care of it or whatever, so um, I think pins is going to be uh, a, would be a really fun trip, at least for me to to kind of experience that beach camping. So yeah, let me know when you get down here. Yeah, absolutely, I definitely will. I'll be passing through Texas. I don't know what part of Texas, but end of May. So if I'm uh, passing near your your place, maybe I'll stop by and say hi. Yeah, yeah for sure, that'd be cool. <laughs> cool. 
yeah. It's looking yeah, like an 18 Banks hour or... drive <laughs> from, <laughs> from Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a week there. Just, oh, uh, boy. The, the Outer Banks aren't much closer. I think you're, you're probably 12 hours to the coast, to the Outer Banks. And then if you're doing yeah. uh, sandblast like we did, that's another you know hour ferry ride or longer. Mm. Um, and then, which is what you don't account for, it takes the time to go you know get on the beach, go find your campsite, and set up. And, uh, yeah. and so it was it was pretty similar out there. You, you couldn't you couldn't camp on the dunes because they had uh, those protected areas for sea turtles. Yeah. yeah, there were certain chunks that you couldn't drive um, in the soft sand because they were actually hatching in, in that time frame. And so the only mm. way you could pass was during low tide uh, when, when the water oh, right. was down. Interesting. Uh, it's about 20 miles, I think. Um, and then we drove the whole thing in the Land Cruiser. And we, we took out every day. I, I think after day two or three, I had to actually get like the jerry cans out and refill. I was like, guys, I, we got we to park this big old beast. We're about out of gas. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine. Um, do they have like a – is it just the seashore or is there like a, a side road that you can go in where it's quicker down there as well? No, it's just the seashore. I mean, there's other, there's other beaches that are not the national seashore that you can drive down, um, but this one is that's gotcha. the only there's one entrance up at the top. Yeah, K- K- yeah it looks like there's water on like both sides. Yeah. So, and then once you get down to the end, I think there used to be a trail that cuts across the channel. Um, oh, cool. But I think I'm not really sure. But hmm. like, <laughs> Global warming might have got that one. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Maybe it lost yeah. it or that in the Bering Strait, just gone. Say, Outer Banks has like a, it's got a, a service road in the middle, so like you can go on the beach and drive. But if you want to like go faster, you can go faster on a little service road, which is pretty neat. Uh, but the wind, like cool. we were talking about earlier, Stephen, it, it it affected us. On the outer banks, where where we and luckily there, you could move to another side, and and be protected oh, by the dunes because the yeah. dunes are a lot higher. And so we, when oh. the wind got up on one side, we just went to the other side of the island, and we were protected from the wind. And apparently, the night we left, the wind picked up on that side, and they moved around to the other side again. And so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, the, the wind wasn't really an issue for us, but getting used to the sand was was crazy. Like. We had all of us had dogs with us, and yeah. keeping the dogs semi clean was just impossible. Oh, I, bet. <laughs> I saw some of the videos from that, and I was just dying. The dogs were like just rolling <laughs> in the rolling. sand, just yeah, covered. We were, we were trying to keep them out of the water, but one one would sneak off and, and go play in the water, and as soon as that. <laughs> That's when the sand will stick to them. Yeah. And yeah. so mine, mine, uh, Chesley, he went and got into the water and played for a bit and came back out. And as soon as he got into camp, just started rolling all over the place. I mean, oh. <laughs> and and just loving it. And we're just freaking out like, oh, my God. <laughs> and luckily, like, he just shook and it all it all shook loose and came off. But like, nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds like kids with muddy shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you'd mentioned um, you have some trips coming up, and you'd kind of said that you're going with Center Force. Are you going to New Mexico, or, or where? Whereabouts are you heading? So 
I was told by a friend Mm -hmm. to apply for this little thing called the Overland Adventure. Okay. I had never never heard of it. And I was like, what what is this? So it's an event put on by Four Wheeler Mag. um, And this year is sponsored by Jeep. And so um, uh, Joey from Pitt's 4x4 Co., reached out and was like, Hey, you need to go apply for this. I'm like, what, what is it? Okay, sure. Yeah. So like 15 <laughs> minutes later I had applied and, um, I never really thought much of it. Didn't really think I'd get contacted or anything. Sure. And, um, the same time I was talking with center force, getting, uh, the clutch and the flywheel kit install, mm-hmm. uh, planned out and situated. Mm-hmm. And so we had planned to go the, I think Memorial day weekend. Okay. And so that was all lined up. And then pretty much the same day that we had um, lined up those plans, I got the email saying that I was invited to Overland Adventure. And oh, cool. sweet. just the same week, same time. And I'm like, oh. yeah. <laughs> so a little bit of a, of a double booking there. But um, yeah. Center Force was glad to be able to reschedule with me and work with sure. me on that. So um, basically on the way to Overland Adventure, I'm going to stop in Arizona and nice. get the clutch installed and then okay. oh that'll be cool yeah be a lot of fun <laughs> so what's the overland adventure because i yeah i, I never heard I of that i think i've yeah, how, i think i've heard of it but i don't know what it is i have questions done it the last couple years i think it's fairly new um but so this one's gonna be in utah so they'll start mm-hmm. um, kind of in Western Utah. I, I haven't even seen roots. I don't know what, what is planned. <laughs> we'll mm. see. But um, just kind of make your way east um, along the southern end of Utah uh, for a week. And yeah. um, Nina Barlow from Barlow Adventures is going to be mm-hmm. trail guiding. Um, oh, cool. John Holman from Four Wheeler is going to be there. And mm-hmm. As far as participants, I don't really know who's going to show up, but I have no idea. So <laughs> it's, cool. it's going to be an adventure. I have no idea what yeah. to do. That's fun. Are there like requirements or like what kind of do you know, like? Are you going to bring your trailer with you and do the trails yeah, with so it? Or after you go through this whole application, you have to say what you're driving, if you're what your camping arrangements are. So if you mm-hmm. have an RTT or if you have a trailer, sure. um, you have to go through and list all of your modifications. Um, you have to supply pictures and photos of what your rig looks like. Um, so then they go through that selection process and then afterwards they get into like the details and really want to know, okay, what are, what are all your upgrades just to make sure that everybody has the same capabilities and can do what trails they have lined up. Um, I was a little concerned because my, my trailer has a ball hitch and I've seen yeah. trails in Utah that I'm like, there's no way I can do some of that stuff. Yeah. And um, so I was assured that there's going to be some fairly easy bypasses that I can okay. handle. So. Nice. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's cool. awesome that you're going to do with the trailer, though. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm taking my dad so you can take a passenger. And oh, that'll be special. Oh, that's sweet. Whenever I went to apply, I didn't really tell him much about it. I was like, hey, if I get this, you're coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. So weeks later, when I got it, I was like, remember that thing that I told you about? Okay, <laughs> well, we got it. We're gonna, you're going to come with me. <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, man. That's wow. crazy. That's fun. Yeah, so he's going to be – he'll be sleeping in the trailer, and then I'll be popping the rooftop tent every night and sleeping up there. So I'm excited. 
Nice. Perfect. Wow. And how long, I must have missed it. How long was that trip? It's going to be five days. So we'll meet on Monday. Oh, okay, and cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'll be awesome. <laughs> we'll have to get During you back week. on after that oh, trip man. to uh, <laughs> talk about that one. <laughs> See how many. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to have a bankrupt overland. <laughs> exactly. You know, see how many cross members you can crash in a, in a year. <laughs> I'm hoping it. So this one that I went with, it's a poison spider. Uh, heavy duty. Oh, nice. Yeah. So oh, sweet. these transmission cross members on the Jeep are like a known weak spot. Like, yeah, they got it. At the site of rocks. <laughs> and <laughs> one really, like, I wasn't really sure who to go with. Um, but I, I, what it came down to was I was looking at install instructions on each of these mm-hmm. companies. And yeah. the one that looked the most simple and spelled out for me is the one that I went with. And that was Poison Spider. <laughs> that, that's actually really smart to do. That's because very interesting. Have, yeah. Like, that's, I don't do and that. you just heard that. There you go. Like, yeah. That's, that's, some, that's some pretty cool stuff. Poison Spider yeah. has a great reputation for armor, too. Oh, in, for in the sure. Community. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. I I, I, I'm not worried. And I'm excited to get it on there because I yeah. just don't want to have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. For sure. Now, is your Jeep a Rubicon or is it um, a, a different model? It is a Rubicon. Yes. So okay. I got a Rubicon um, because yeah. I figured when I get a Rubicon, I won't have to do anything. Nah. To it. It'll be ready <laughs> to go. That, that's exactly anything. why I asked. I was like, I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> Never yeah. have to touch it. Never. It's good. You know, those it's cross members are reinforced. <laughs> I'm looking at that cross member and that thing looks huge. That thing looks huge and beefy. The poison spider one? Yeah. Oh, yes. does it pull it up? Yeah, it's it's pretty insane, so Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'll I don't think I mean you could put the weight of the vehicle on that thing. It's double reinforcing the sides. It's 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 huge. Yeah. You'll be set. I'm hoping I can muscle it up in there. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it looks pretty looks pretty good. It's uh it's thirty five pounds, so yeah, you should be fine. Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I didn't look at the weight of it. <laughs> you can get like some I milk think... crates, like set them out there or something to keep yeah. on, on top of. So you just gotta yeah. go a little bit little bit up and not yeah. too much. Yeah. Uh I've been I've been cracking up at your uh your Instagram stories where you're like, Oh, my first time using a chainsaw and like it's clearly not a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> you get so many people uh you know That's trying amazing. to trying to tell you what correct going you, on. yeah. <laughs> that was wrong. Oh, man. Started, but at some point I I called a tool by the wrong name or something. <laughs> I was I used a torque wrench as a breaker bar mm-hmm. and I immediately got so many responses saying you really shouldn't use a torque wrench that's like specially calibrated as a mm-hmm. breaker bar because it's going to break the torque wrench <laughs> I mean yeah I understand that but I didn't have a breaker bar I needed to get this nut loose like I used yeah. what I had yeah, yeah I mean, you also you also shouldn't put LS engines uh, in buggies on forties and bounce yeah. up rock hills, but we do that. But shit people do. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> but we do what we want anyway. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. I will say I have stripped out a torque wrench using it in the improper way, so I'm definitely that guy. <laughs> And honestly, like I'm really, I'm really grateful for people that reach out and like it's sure. a learning opportunity for me. So I'm glad yeah. that they're keeping me 
why. But like to get the same message like over and over and over yeah. again. <laughs> like, ah, okay, get it. So yeah. yeah, ever since then I've kind of started trolling back and like, hey, actually the cookie was I like swipe through and I was like, hold up, hold up. Oh, she's messing with him. She's messing yes. with him. <laughs> <laughs> Like you know that that's like actually a sawzall, right? And I'm like, <laughs> a seesaw? You ride a seesaw? <laughs> what? Um, you got me on the second one. The first one, I was like, you're screwing with people. Then I was like, oh no, maybe she just called it the wrong thing. And I messaged you. And I was like, oh my god, you got me. I'm an idiot. <laughs> that's amazing. Doing it until people stop. Like eventually, they're yeah. gonna realize. Okay. She- Nah, you'll keep on getting followers and they'll not realize it and they'll just keep <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna have to keep it <laughs> It's the internet. It, it never ends. It never stops. Oh man. That's funny. Well, hey, thanks a bunch for coming on again. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. tons of fun. Uh, as Steve it's said, already, we'll have it's to already an hour. Wow. Yeah, it's it, we're there. We're there. As Steve was saying, I'm I'm super interested in this Overland Adventure because yeah. For Will, is that, is that the same company that puts on Ultimate Adventure? I think, you know, I'm not even going to say yes or no because I have no idea. So, <laughs> Four Wheeler Mag is by, they're under the Motor Trend group. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might be. I'm going to look so it up. It might be the same people. I'm not really sure. I'll let yeah, you. Yeah, that, that sounds amazing. <laughs> That's why we're so interested in oh, it. It yeah. sounds like an amazing <laughs> trip. <I'm> super excited. <laughs> Yeah, fourwheeler.com. Uh, it's a little bit different. Yep. I mean, it's close, I guess. Yeah, no, probably not the same company. I don't know. But the ultimate adventure, it, it sounds like a lot of fun, so I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, well, hey, y'all y'all be safe on that trip uh, and uh, take some pictures, throw them on Instagram. What's your Instagram yep. again? I, I think I forgot it. It's, uh, <laughs> actually, it's Texas Adventure. Not to adventure. <laughs> <laughs> to clear that up for, for anybody that might not know. Yes, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so give Holly a follow. Check her out next couple weeks as she's getting out adventuring. Uh, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll hear about how the trip went and what you, what you got into and hopefully what you almost broke but didn't break and we're able to get home <laughs> just fine. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's what I can All do. right. Y'all have a good one. We'll catch y'all next time. See ya.